It's Coffee Club time! for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Reekard, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips, demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, Well, a very good Wednesday morning. This is a Coffee Club edition for February 5th, 2020. So when you download, if you need to download this podcast or somebody that does, this is the podcast for February 5th, 2020. Good morning, everyone. It's a very cold morning here in Indianapolis. We'll go around and talk to some of the people on the panel. We'll start with you, Jeff. Well, good morning, everybody, and good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're listening. Doing here pretty well here in Albany, New York. I don't like cold weather, so don't even we won't even go there. And I don't like messy, rainy, snowy weather. We won't even go there either. But you can't change the weather, so we can just have a good time and join the coffee club and hanging around with everybody else here on The Legend. Very good. All right, Dave and Chris. Well, not much happening here, really. Just the same old, same old. It's starting uh, to cool down a little bit, though. Yeah, it's getting cold. We're supposed to have some winter weather. But in about an hour, it's going to happen, isn't it? About um, 10 o'clock? Yeah. We're putting you two on the hot seat, aren't we? <laughs> so, save your questions. We are going to devote a significant amount of time, the second hour, to 
Ask Dave and Chris. And their field of expertise is wide. So, And if we don't know, we'll just tell you we don't know. Right. Well, you're not a politician then, are you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but look forward to that in the second hour. We're not doing a live demo this week, but we're going to give you a lot of information and resources. And I think it's going to be real. It's going to be nice for you. Tim, how are you? Uh, is Tim there? Is he muted? There we go. No, I'm... Okay. I'm well, my mic was muted, but... Okay. <laughs> that's what I get for talking without unmuting my mic. Anyway, I'm doing fine. Um, and uh, it's kind of cold here, 10 degrees. But uh, oh, that's all right. Anyway, but getting all ready for... Uh, for uh, It's supposed to be a little warmer this weekend and stuff like that. So. Very, please very good. Bring it our way, Tim. We'd like that, please. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. No doubt about it. Jennifer, in the downstairs in your office, how are you today? Oh, I'm well. It's a good Wednesday, and I made it to the final four of the uh, Dice World Tournament, which was fun. I've never done that before, but... Hey, you're having fun, and so if people want to play you in Dice World, are you accepting invitations? Oh, yes. I always accept challenges. I have so many games that I I don't even know how many anymore. So how would, all... somebody, how would somebody reach you that wanted to play you in Dice World? Um, they would just look for Jennifer 108. That's, Jennifer... That's my username in Dice World. Jennifer one and I play about anything except pig. I'm not crazy about it, but if somebody really wants to play it, I'll play it. Yeah, you 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 love those games. Um, we'll get around to Michael, Michael and Abby, and the home of southwestern Indiana, the home of my children, who were twins, who were 38 yesterday. All right. Wow. Uh, uh, Abby's in listen mode, but okay. she can hear and she. She wanted to express that she likes the intro song, and yes, the uh, intro also reminds her of The Price is Right, so we're both like, and a new car, but anyway, uh, so um, yeah, you know, I was going to brag about some exciting news with uh, apps for voting, but probably not a good time for that. Uh, Especially if you're in Iowa, yeah. Yeah, but at least not in Iowa, Mike. Well, not Iowa, right? West Virginia is going to do something. They're uh, make sure all disabled persons have accessibility that way. And then there was some testing up in the Northwest, Washington State. So, right. don't worry, it'll only take you seven or ten years to get those results, but they'll get them. Right. Well, I think it's going to be a good thing because it's going to force them to set some standards and accountability. So, probably good. Think, uh, Abby, good stuff. You wanted to share her Dice World name. Which is what? They're not going to hear you from there, I don't think. So. Awesome Abby 371. So there's someone else you could play games with. Awesome ABBY 371. So if you can spell awesome and you can spell Abby and 371, did you say? That's right. Okay. Well, we're going say, to. I was going to mention that uh, Nevada was going to use the Iowa app for voting, but they decided not to. They decided not to. I think so. Well, well, a good idea. Yeah, and of course, it's not a politics show, but there were a lot of warning signs weeks ago and even last Thursday that, I mean, they should have had ramped up, you know, many they people didn't. to take calls and been prepared for that. So, 
All right. But, so, you know. but they're also the only state, Mike, that does this whole caucus thing. Other states, you know, other states use primaries and have regular voting. And this is this is a whole system that may end up going down the, right. the drain that they're, they're talking. So we'll talk right. about yeah, that later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And thank you, Abby. We glad we're glad you like the song. Dave wrote that. Yeah. OK. What we're going to do is just point out one little guideline here right now. We're in what we call a general mode. We have general conversation. Um, when I flag it to a topics we're going to be talking about, when you call in, you will have to stick to that topic. We, um, as a panel, have discussed this and decided that when we're talking about a topic, it's not appropriate for you to come in and talk about X, Y, Z, unless we specify that it's a, um, you know, a, a just a general conversation like we're in right now. Once we get through these callers and we start on our topic, then that's what we're going to be talking about. So um, please uh, um, follow those guidelines uh, because that's what we're going to have to do. Um, Who's going to, we have some hands raised? We have three hands raised, and the first one is an 816 area code. That's Pam Francis. So we'll just unmute that. Eh, Sorry, Pam. That's not that. It's Pam. Yeah, good morning, folks. I wanted to say hello to everyone and and let you know this is parade day here. Oh, that'll be fun. Yes. Well, (laughs) We've got snow and cold and traffic messed up and city services closed. It is a major mess. Are you going to the parade, Pam? No, and this is what this is the interesting thing. They have actually sectioned off a spot in part of the parade route for ADA eligible people. Oh, that's good. And I heard that this morning on the news. And I thought, wow, who in the world? want to brave temperature in the teens with close to a million people in a wheelchair. Think about it, Pam. 50 years since they've won a Super Bowl. 50, yeah. 50 years, yeah, that's fine. But they are televising it. My house is warm. And I've got a, a better seat than most people. Right. Well, hey, if it works for you, some people just want to be where... Oh, I would love to be there. I would love to be there, but... As many people as are going to be there, help will be at a premium. Right. You can watch and it on I'm television. Like, oh, no. Excuse me? You can watch it on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Much, much, much easier. Anyhow, thank you, folks. You guys, Thanks, everyone, Pam. take care. Hope thank you, Pam. Soon. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Um, who's next, Jeff? We've got Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Go, and, Go ahead, Joe. Well, you there? Go ahead. Oh, hi. Yeah. This, this, this is Joe here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And for the first time, I think, in the history of the coffee club, I have to say it is cold. 16 degrees up to 33, down to 16 tonight, of the coldest we can get. And uh, Coubert's comedy show last night, the first one. We always just watched the first one, but it was all about how you can use paper. And you, it works in the airplane mode, and you don't have to charge it up. Well, that's cool. <laughs> that's very, very, very good, Joe. Anything else? No, that, that's it from here. All right, Joe. Thank you. All right. And we have our buddy Bill out in Chicago, Illinois. 
Well, go ahead, Bill. solve all the problems. Yeah. Here, go ahead. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, it's about 27 degrees here, expecting four inches of snow tonight and tomorrow. And I won't be at all time radio tomorrow night because I'm taking my daughter to Berghoff's for dinner. And then we've got tickets to the Lyric Opera to see Madam, Madam Butterfly. And I'm going to have Herman's famous pot roast with gravy, with the burgundy gravy and mashed potatoes, and top it off with a big apple strudel. Now, what's Burgoff? Is that, is that a restaurant, Bill? It's a restaurant that's been in Chicago since probably, oh, it's close to 100 years old. I've eaten and they own the building. Yeah, they own the building, and it's a two-story building between two big high-rises, and it's been there for years. In fact, I knew Herman Burgoff. My father, back in the 20s, was Ike Berghoff's foreman at Central Soy when they built the big silos for the soybean processing in Decatur, Indiana. And Berghoff was a big brewery in Fort Wayne. was real popular one time there. The label on their bottle, they still make it, but the label on their bottle is a uh, a horse with a uh, covered buggy over top of it. Ah, very it's good, Bill. The, that's the, but it's supposed to snow here today, and so we'll be going to Berghoff tomorrow, which is not cheap. Ah, <laughs> uh, Spring loose there, a little there, bit of that money. The, the meal I'm having tomorrow night is $45 a piece. Oh. <laughs> actually, oh. uh, that is actually cheap compared to some restaurants I've been to. Bro. Oh, yeah, oh. some restaurants. Yeah, I do, yeah. but I mean, it's not. But Burgos a great place. I mean, it's, it's just, it's packed all the time. We it have to make good. reservations you can get in. Very good, Bill. Were you ever, were you ever there, Bill? Yes, three okay. or four times. Yes, I have been. Okay. When I worked for the government, Social Security office, we used to go there. Right, good stuff. Uh, it's where you bring new people uh, to introduce them to Chicago. So, yes, I have. All right, okay, Jeff. We'll get back to you, Bell. Who is next? Oh, we got we got Gail in uh, out in uh, Minnesota. So we'll do that. Sock Rapids. Go ahead, Gail. I just I wanted to say hi to Pam before she left. No, you raised hand alert. Oh. Hey, I just wanted to say hi to Pam before she left, and I was a little bit late. because. Oh, I'm sure she's still listening. She's listening to you, Gail. She's listening. <laughs> she's but listening. Uh, I, you know, that was about it. It's it's pretty cold here, but my um, heat is working well in the apartment. We have got a good maintenance guy who really knows what he's doing. In fact, it's a little too warm in here right now. Never complain about it being too warm. No, (laughs) I would. Like I said, we've got a good maintenance guy. He knows what he's doing compared to what we had in the beginning when I heard And you've got a window, so. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you've got windows. Yeah, you can always get air. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you very much, Gail. We have two more hands raised. So we got Julie McCullough. Oh, my friend. We'll get to you right now, Julie. Kansas, yes. I can't believe we have. Well, I just wanted to tell him that I understand that they're sending people out there. They're sending a bus from Pasita over for the parade. Don't know if they still will if you've got tons of snow in Kansas City or not. But anyway, that's what we have. They're sending a bus over from Topeka. Oh, wow. Are you going to the parade in Kansas City, Julie? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Don't worry. She says, I'm going to stay where I'm comfortable and warm. I don't blame her. And listen to it her. on the radio or watch it on TV. That's true. And we have one more hand raised, and we'll get to our friend out in Boulder, Colorado, and we'll say hello to Marianne. What? Good morning, Marianne. Marianne, you've got to unmute yourself because you've, you've, you've muted yourself, so we can't unmute you unless you do that. So please check your mute. I just did. All there right, go ahead. Are. Go ahead. Good morning, people. It is one degree, which is absolutely ridiculously insane. And I'm about to go brave it and walk the poor puppy. Pu- puppy. 
But he loves the snow. We got about, oh, I don't know, six or eight inches or so on Monday into Tuesday. And more coming this week. It is warmer in Albany, New York right now than it is in Boulder, Colorado, Marianne. That's just But if you'd really like to blow your mind, on Sunday it was 71 degrees. It was warmer here than it was in Pompano Beach where my mother-in-law lives. And by the next morning it was down to 25 degrees for a high. Well, I don't know what to say, Marianne, because I, I don't like cold weather. So, uh, and you're right. I, I understand where you're coming from. The dog likes it. How's that, my, how's that walking program going for you? Um, on days when it's this cold, I don't go do a whole lot of walking because I hate things on my face. And while everything else can be warmed up and protected, my face can't, so I don't. Um, so on days like this, I have a little restorator bike that I use. And I exercise where it's warm in my own house. There you Are you? Go. Is there a certain goal you're going to get to? Oh is- yeah, I definitely, I definitely have a goal over six months. Um, I have pledged to myself that I will lose sixty pounds in six months, which is a lot, but I need to do it. And I have already lost seven of them. There wow! You that's go. Go, congratulations go, go. to you. That's what we want to see. Set a goal, stick to it, and do the best you can. Well, I'm using Healthy Wager, and if I um, I put money on my goal, and if I get my goal, I will get back 550 bucks, which I can use towards my vacation. Oh. And probably a new wardrobe, because I'll need one. <laughs> and where have you planned, since you're going to have that money for vacation, have you decided where you'd like to go for your vacation? Oh, yeah. We've, we've got a cruise scheduled for November, an 11-day cruise out of Florida. There you go. Wow. So everybody needs a goal or something to work for. Uh, d- then just you can re- eat all that wonderful food <laughs> and gain the weight back again. And <laughs> gain all the weight back on the cruise. No, if I work that hard, believe you me, I'm not going to do any of that anytime soon. Help and as you. to the um, uh, talk earlier on voting, Colorado ran out uh, accessible voting this year last for last year's election. So I'll be interested to see how much more we get going this year. Well, yeah, and we'll see about that. And sometime, maybe you can come back on a later coffee club and tell us a little bit about Healthy Wager, or can you go look that up at Google or HealthyWager.com? If, if- um, absolutely, and if, if you'd like me to, I would be happy to uh, email or somebody the link that I'm using right now as a promo. Yeah, we've And if you want to drop it in a show note or whatever, yeah, that's same. totally fine. People can go check it out, and I would be happy to talk about it later because it's, it's actually a really good program. Well, why don't you send me a link at bill at billsparks.org, and I'll put it in today's show note. You got it. Okay. I'll do it. Thank good you Good luck so to you, Marianne, much. on that. Thanks. All right, if we... Oh, wait, we have one more hand. Okay. And we have Jerry out in the Indiana, Pennsylvania. All right, go ahead, Jerry. Two go degrees. Ahead, Jerry. Okay. Good morning, everybody. It's 32 degrees in Indiana, PA, and uh, we're going to have some rain, and we're going to have some snow later today. Right now, it's just cloudy. Uh, uh, Pam, I know you enjoyed that parade. Um uh, if anybody wants to see it, I'm sure, because I saw one a couple of years ago for the Philadelphia Eagles when they won. It'll probably be on the NFL Network on TV if everybody, anybody else wants to see it. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Yep, they deserve it. 50 years they've waited, but they really turned it around when the quarterback got hurt and and came back, and they've really been committed, so... Um, they did a real, real, real good job. So what can you say? It, it's 
just a good thing, um, you know. And the 49ers will probably get their chance at it, too. Things have a way of evening up and changing in the NFL. That's why we have so many different Super Bowl winners. All right, Jeff, are we through? We're, with the uh, we're all caught up so far. Okay. I'm going to talk a couple topics. So now we're going to limit it to the particular topic that that we're on. And I want some of your guys' strategies when I talk about this. Speaking of Super Bowls, I was watching the Super Bowl on Sunday night. And at halftime, my phone went bing. I got this message, and it said, You've been shopping at Walmart, and you just spent $304.94 at Walmart number 1758. Where is 1758? Jenny, you've been shopping? She said, no. Said, you got your credit card? Yep. Do I have my card? Yes. So I immediately went upstairs and looked it up, and it was in Newcastle, Indiana. And so this took me away from the halftime show. And... That wasn't my charge, so I looked it up. This is one thing that bugs the fire out of me. Do you ever go to a, get an email from a website, and they say, if you want to call, call 877 Chase Bucks or Chase whatever. And they don't give the whole phone number. So I had to go to Google, got the phone number, called, and found out I had been a victim of some type of threat. Or not a threat, but um, theft. So I had to disable my card, and and they said, well, it would take 10 days to get this card replaced. I said, no, that's not acceptable. you got to get it here within a day or two. So, um, you know, I said, how did this happen? And she goes, well, we don't know. Somebody unauthorized or used your card or used your number at Walmart, somebody that's a uh, works behind the counter or whatever, probably copied your number and did it um, at the store. So maybe, Michael, you can maybe tell me how this happened. It wasn't an online purchase or anything like that. Do you? Well, there's a number of things that could come into play, one of which is uh, we had a big rash of those here at Evansville. One of the thing is these skimmers are installed, so it's wise to maybe stay away from, uh, you know, the standalone ATM machines, also some of the gas pumps, and if you can learn how to what to look for, because it's a very small device uh, that can actually transmit all the cards that, that pass through it, and they could be across the street or something in a hotel room or whatever, just writing down all the numbers. So uh, some say that they can be captured with the new chips, uh, I don't know. I've never seen that happen, but they claim they can. Uh, or we've seen it happen where someone can come in right after you, a transaction, and grab the number. But that's usually someone that would turn around and you get a charge for the customer after you in the store. Uh, of course, there's also, uh, this was a big problem. There was a big story in 2020, quite a few years ago about it, exactly what they were talking about, where they, they install cameras either above the counter, maybe up in a ceiling tile, or underneath the counter that, that capture card information. But usually, oftentimes, it is employee theft. Uh, I knew a young lady that was working at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and she had a coworker that was basically writing down every card number that went through them for future use. So 
that's why you never want to use your, you know, your bank card. You want to use a dedicated uh, credit card so it doesn't debit off of your account. Those are a little harder to, to get back. The time Here's is the other not thing. Your... I'm surprised, Bill, that your card. I had a card transaction. It was it was legitimate. And the credit card company contacted me and said, we don't want to let this go through because this might be fraud. So I'm surprised that the credit card company didn't do that with you. Well, Um, they do on our credit card. I've had them do it before on the credit card, but not usually on our debit card. Yeah, and Walmart is notorious. That seems to be the number one place for thievery of of stolen credit cards. So a lot of times your bank, I mean mine, if there's any transaction at Walmart, it'll call, you know, automated call, did you authorize this? So, you know, But if they went in the store and did this, wouldn't they have had to have some way to actually make a card? Yeah, that's easy, apparently easy to do now. I mean, they've got machines in the lobby of many banks. My bank, I can go right down there in the lobby and have a new card made. So people, because criminals can do the same thing uh, once they get the numbers uh they can... well yeah, I, 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 here's my a bank's myth a, oh, go ahead, Bill. here's go ahead. a myth i've heard they say you get credit card protection if you use your pin you know usually the banks will give you you have to use a when you go to the go to the store you use your debit use it as a credit card they give you that option use a a credit card or a debit card and if you use the credit card portion where you actually have to enter the four-digit pin then um it gives you the insurance of using a credit card in other words what i've read is that then you get the full protection but if you don't use the um pin then you don't get that protection. But I've also read another website that says it's a bad thing to use the four-digit pin. I never use it. Um, what we were told was to have them always process it as a credit card rather than a debit card. Right. Process it as a credit. Right. I thought if you used it as a credit card, you wouldn't have to enter the pin. Well, you that's know, the that's way why. ours has been anyway. You don't have to enter the pin. If you use it that way. So but I don't ever use my debit card to do shopping like that, Mike, because I've heard of horror stories. And my bank is, was it was notorious at one time. If you used your debit card, and there was a problem like that. They, they, they would take forever to give you your money back. Did your, did your bank give you a hard time about that at all, Phil, at all? Well, I mean, she it, said she, they would have the money back in within 24 hours. Um, and, and they did. Did they? And that yeah. then we would dispute it. Um, you know, you had to file a claim. And she said, are you sure you didn't give your card to nobody? I said, do you want me to show you a picture of it? It's right here. Um, I didn't do that. Now, but. Well, and the reason that's happening is because, unfortunately, there's a lot of fraud. There's family members that steal cards. You know, maybe a child or grandson has a drug problem. And I used to see this at the Better Business Bureau. They said, hey, we did trace this back to your family, your daughter or whatever. So you have to decide. You either have to press charges or, or pay it. And imagine, you know, what that puts a person position it puts them into. But or home health workers, uh, people who have that scenario. Yeah, you, you as especially a lot of our audience are visually impaired. You know, you have certain sets of people that you depend upon. And the, for the most part, I'm sure people are very honest. But unfortunately, it just takes that one or two to, you know, uh, put you on a thing. I know 
last year we talk about we had a person I wouldn't say is a friend, but had some in, earlier involvement in our house in Florida, came in and took the painting off of the wall, and we didn't know it. I mean, so it can happen. You know, fraud, family fraud. Anybody, Chris, you might want to give out that phone number, or maybe I should go get the thing. The phone number is 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. Press pound. You'll be asked for a meeting ID. That's 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound again. When you're asked for a user ID, press pound one more time. And and the other, we'll get to you just one second, Gail. If you do not want to go through the line and just want to leave a comment, we'll play it over the air. 800-693-0595. That's 800 800- Six nine three zero five nine five, and leave your message, and we'll capture it, and we'll play it on the air. Unless you specifically tell me not to put it on the air, because we will respect your wishes. Go ahead, Gail. Is, is this, does this have anything to do with identity theft? I've never had the problem, but I know other people who have. And so you're sa- what you're saying is we should use it as a credit card when we go through rather than a debit card? That's what I've been told. You know, when you have to make the choice on the little uh, screen, I always tell them use as a credit card. That's what I do too, Chris. And, of course, if you, if you, that, that only works if you're using your debit card. Of course, if you're using your regular credit card, you, you, there is no there other There is no option. other choice. But yeah, if you're that's using... what I meant with the debit card. Right. I, I, I knew of someone that had all kinds of trouble with identity theft, and it took him a, a few years. Well, Mike, wouldn't well, you that's say a, that? That's a larger-scale issue, Gail, because what you're talking about there is they don't just steal one credit card. We're talking about where someone just gets hold of one card. That's someone, right, that tries to assume your name, your identity, to use your good credit, either opening new credit cards. Uh, you know, so that's a much larger-scale issue. And uh, that was tough because you could end up going to jail for things they did. They could, they could get arrested and use your name. I mean, that's yeah. a much larger scale. That's a. Uh, in fact, I've seen that happen where somebody took somebody's driver's license and used that and did the, you know, did the same thing. And it was a family member. They were pretending to be their brother, and they got arrested. And here comes the police after this innocent brother who had nothing. What so ever to do with it and mike maybe i was going to say maybe you want to elaborate on the credit card debit card thing because uh, you you work for the better business bureau and i've always been told that that you always use your credit card when you do shopping and stuff like that because because banks are notorious for not wanting to give you your money back so easily i'm sorry i was eating but yes you always want to use a credit card and someone just said what if i don't have one because i have bad credit well what you can do then is open it's got a secured credit card, so you maybe transfer two hundred, five hundred, whatever you have to spare, in, into a card that's separate from your from your debit card. So that way you can reestablish your credit, and then the card only works with the money that you secured on it. But yeah, you always want to use a regular credit card. It gives you sixty days of protection. If there is a dispute, you want to report it ASAP. That helps. Um, some are better than others. In my experience, Visa has been the best company to work with, and I'm I'm wholly sold on Visa. MasterCard has gotten better, but I 
also understand that a lot of times, you know, it's a game that they play when you dispute a charge because the bank will send it out to the business, you know, and and they can dispute it. And a lot of times they will cite with the business over the consumer. So, you know, there's other issues, not just fraud, but maybe you order something and you get the the wrong product or the product is damaged. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of scenarios where you really don't want to use that debit card. That should be kind of your backup. Maybe if you, you know, your credit's been compromised and, and you don't have a card for a couple of days and you absolutely have to do something. But again, the big stay away from those standalone ATM machines and those, you know, not use yours, those uh, gas pumps. Oh. That's the most common ways that cards are getting compromised. It's sad because sometimes the banks make you feel like a criminal. That one time ours really got hacked, and we were getting all these packages. And that lady at the bank tried to tried to tried to say that I was doing it because I wanted to steal her own money and get all these things from all these places. Well, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. the time to get a new bank at that point. Well, she yeah, threatened. Unfortunately, Jennifer. there are people who do that and they're trying oh, to scam the bank. And so again, as always, the the good law abiding citizens are punished by the actions of the the few criminals out there. That exploiting but different passwords when you're online don't use the same password everywhere because once that's compromised you know almost everything online it seems we're seeing is compromised at one form or another and you really got to start using different passwords and i haven't done this yet but a lot of people really say you should get last pass or one pass or something that all you have to do is memorize one password and then every site you go to has a different password that's really long can't be guessed and as long as you remember that one password. So if you do a lot of online transactions, that could be where some of it's coming into play. But uh, law enforcement have told me that 80% of theft is from someone you know. So That's true. Now, Jennifer was threatened by the lady. She said, you won't be able to have a bank account here again, and you're going to be turned away. Well, as they found out, they did the investigation and found out that, indeed, the fact she was not at fault, and the lady had to apologize. But still, the other thing is they recommend, Michael, is if at all possible, whether it be done by phone or if you're able to take advantage of the bank's online apps, like this online app, Save Me, I got a text alert, or in the case of you used a phone, you may get a phone call, but I got a text alert that says you know, something had went on here, and I was able to jump on it within seconds. Otherwise, I might have had to wait until my credit card statement or bank statement came out. So that's really crucial. If you can, or if you can't do those two things, make a regular habit of checking your bank transactions. I check my checking account every day, and I don't know right. why. But it's it's maybe it's considered obsessive compulsive with me, but that's what I do. And the other thing I do, at least with my credit cards, both of them, anytime I make a transaction, whether it's whether I'm purchasing something or paying for the, paying something, or, or whether I'm paying my bill with the credit card, um, I make sure that that credit card company sends me a text message for every transaction I do. I know it can be a pain, I, you know, I know it can be a pain. However, I think for me. I think I think for me it's important. We have two hands raised. We have Joe and we have Bill. I'm sorry, we have it's Ellen. It's actually Ellen. It's Ellen, and we have Bill in Chicago. So, would you so like do to make one comment? Oh, good. Real okay. quickly, because you brought up something important. It's not being paranoid because actually, you on a debit card transaction, you only have 48 hours to catch it. 
I know we discussed that before. So you need to check at a minimum, at least three times a week, uh, you know, during banker hours so you can uh, report it. So either at the very minimum, either like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, because if something happens and it takes you 48 hours or more on your debit, then you could be held liable for it, even though you didn't do that transaction. So that's not being paranoid at all, Jeff. Well, that's what I, that's what I thought. And my sister and I were talking about that one day, and she says, well, you're, you're better than I am on it. I said, well, I can't see it. I think for me, as someone who's totally blind, it could be much easier to take advantage of me, and I didn't want that to happen. Bill, would you like me to get Ellen first here? Let's go, Ellen. Go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, good morning. Um, yeah, uh, What I've done with mine is I use the, the credit option on my on my card, especially when there's people behind me. I want to make sure that they don't see what I'm doing. So, you know, that's another tip that uh, people can use, too. One of the things that my bank has, I'll talk about that, and, and you, you make a very good point. Now, I do use my debit card to get money out of the bank, but small amounts of money. But one of the things you can do, at least with Citizens Bank, there's an option so that when you put your, your card in, it will say, would you like to turn the screen off? Because my bank, my ATM talks, and I have, a head, I have uh, earbuds that I plug plus into one, the machine. Two, and three, what, what, no, what I do one, is I two, tell the three, machine nothing. to turn the, turn the screen off so that the, the visual, they cannot see what I'm typing on the screen. Now, that doesn't stop a camera from taking a look at me, but it's, I'm using the actual bank machine, not one of these aftermarket uh, bank machines. So uh, yeah, that way, that way, yeah, that way, people behind you won't see what you're doing. At least I hope yeah. they won't see what I'm doing, but that doesn't mean they can't yeah. see my fingers. You know, again. Yeah, a penny wise and pound foolish. You better be. You always have to be on your guard when you're doing this stuff. So that's all I can mm-hmm. say. Okay, thank you very much, Ellen. And, and yeah, that's, very, that's all I had. Thank you. Okay, we've got Bill. Go ahead. Oh. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, the one thing that I always do when I use the ATM machines uh, is cup your hand over the number pad and turn the screen off also because. If you cut your hand over the number, no one can see your pen number you're adding in or any code. And also, Jeff, you, you hit the point I was going to say at the very beginning. I check my checking account, my credit card every day. I call in and see if, the, if what transaction are done or the balance or anything. I was going to say, it Bill, it was... It was I agree with you. And it was really nice, Bill, because I filled my refrigerator up with all of the groceries I wanted this week from your card, Bill. It was very nice of you. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. All right. I wonder where that went. <laughs> well, now you know. No, no, but but no, that, that's a good thing. It, it, you know, just pick up the phone and, and call. You know, I, like I call, call the bank and it's all automated and I just check my account and I know exactly what I've done. Like I did a deal yesterday. Well, it's on there this morning. So I know it's there and it was right. No, I think one of the best things you can do is uh, is set up automatic notifications. So, and I mentioned that someone said they didn't know how to do that, and they have Chase. So, Bill, I don't know if you can address oh, yeah, that. How I to do, set that up? That's on my credit card. Well, I mean, Bill Sparks. Oh, so I, can, I, yeah, I, yeah, well, I know, but I'm just saying I've done that to my credit card. In other words, you can't buy anything over a hundred dollars without me being notified first. Even my debit card. Anything over a hundred dollars? I set it up be. for everything, Bill. When I, when I was when I set it up for at least for for my credit card, and, and I don't have it with, with Citizens Bank because they don't offer that for that one. But I don't use it for anything like that. But yeah, for my you credit almost, cards. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I say you almost have to set it up for one dollar because what they'll do, they get stolen credit card numbers. They will test it and they'll do a one or two dollar charge. So you to really catch fraud, you almost have to set it for any transaction. That's what I do with this, with my Discover card or my Capital One. Any transaction that goes through is to, I, I know about. 
So no, and, then, it, 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 and have them saved as text messages. One of the reasons I do it that way is because I have a record of every text message because I don't erase them. Right. They will do that, but you have to go in under bank preferences. And if you don't know how to do that, talk to the people at your bank or, and sometimes they're not the most, they're always not the most helpful, but they, they, they should be, or especially when you, if you're setting up an account for the first time. But if you don't understand it, call your bank and say, I want to be notified when purchases are being made on my account. So just do that. Be proactive. I think we got a couple more. Uh, Marianne, Marianne, I'll get Gail lowered hers. Okay. Yes, I'll get her. Go ahead, Marianne. Good morning. For the one who was asking about Chase, I have Chase. And I have I use the app, and for me, uh, security is uh, is I use my face recognition for the app, so that even if somebody was going to go pick up my cell phone or something, they're not going to have any access to it without my face attached to it. And uh, there is a place in the app and online that are uh, Chase notification settings. And you can absolutely set your cards to every transaction or that $100 minimum, or you can, you can choose what level of transaction you want to have notify you for your card purchases. And it is really straightforward to get it done. Yeah, it's very have you ever good. had any problems with your credit card being abused, Marianne? Or, or, I have never had. Um, actually, I think I had one years ago, probably about seven or eight years ago. Um, it was either me or my husband, I can't remember which, got uh, an erroneous charge and got the card replaced right away and so on. And we and I went to the bank to pick them up because we were traveling to New York and such. So we made sure we got them really quickly so we would have them in, in hand for traveling purposes and such. The other thing I do whenever we're going to travel, like the cruise we're taking in November and so on and so forth, when we're taking any major distance trip, I let the bank know that I will be traveling Great where point. I plan to be and such so that when they see transactions in those places, they know what is actually mine. And if you have a cruise or something like that and you have a schedule of days where you're going to be places, you can give them every single destination that you could be in and they will keep track of it. Yeah, you know, you can use your credit card on the cruise ship, but uh, again, it, 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 you could easily, I, I know these cruises, so I, I wish I could be joining you guys. Because you could easily be spending money that you realize you're not spending at some point of those cruises. you got to be careful with them, too. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it's very easy to just sign away and sign away and get the bill at the end and have sticker shock. But, I mean, also getting off on the islands and when you're, when you're spending money on, on islands and such like that, I always make sure that the, that the bank knows which islands we're going to and so on. Now, where are you cruising to? I'm curious. Uh, we're doing uh, a, um, a, a Bonaire, Carousel, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, Antigua, uh, St. Martin. There's a private beach day. It's like well, six or seven islands in 11 yeah. days, a, a few Wait, nice sea days. I should ask you to buy me, a, buy me a bottle of rum when you go to one of those islands, so that's all I was asking. <laughs> I still have rum from the last trip up in my cabinet, stored away. Okay, let's uh, thank you, Marianne. Um, and that it's a great tip that you just gave about the um, yep. notifying your uh, whatever. And one of the moderators is just going to get ding, ding, ding. Um, 
But um, anyway, that that do we have any other raised hands? We have Gail, Gail raised her hand again. Okay, Gail. You are unmuted by host. Go ahead, Gail. I call my bank. I call my bank. I used to use the website, but they're saying I need an extra security thing other than my password. I'm working that out with the gal over at Grammar Bank. But I call my bank, and the other day I called, and they said, well, does your screen reader have anything to do with the problems you're having with the website? And I said, I don't think so. I think something needs to be changed here, and I need a little help with that. Hopefully I can get that squared away with them. Yeah. You know, she they don't understand sometimes things that we use. Well, you know, what's tripping you up? They normally ask and have like security questions to make sure it's you, like date of birth or right. your first well, pet. No, or, well, yeah, that that's okay. That when I call there, that's okay. But when I use the the website or when I used the website, I could just put in my um, username and, and password. But then they were saying I needed an extra. Oh, I know what she's talking about, Mike. She's talking about sometimes they have this thing called two-factor authorization. Like, for example, when you go to the federal government, I want to go to my – that handles my Social Security. I put my user ID. I put my password in. And then it wants me to put a security code in based on a text message that's sent to me. So I think she has a problem with the two-factor authorization, Mike. Yeah, that's – that. thanks for the explanation of that because I'm working with my bank. I'm working with the gal that I've been working with on this. And hopefully – we can get this resolved, but I can still call an 800 number, uh, ask for a banker, and get my balances and check things that way, too. So it's not like I'm totally... That, that's not a screen reader issue. Find out from the person who runs that website for your bank if you could choose how you want that authentic- authentication to come to you. Sometimes you can have it come in an email. You can have it come in a text message. Okay. Or, or you can have it come as a as a phone. In other words, they, it will call you back and give you your security code. But then you'll have to enter it on the computer to put that code in. That that would it that, be better? Would it be easier for me to get it by email? I can't answer that question because it depends on how fast your email comes to you. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, that exactly depends your email. It depends on what you're comfortable with. If you're right. If you can't use can't a smartphone, use then I email I is. Yeah. I needed another another person with me in order to do that, and I can't always find people. Yeah. Well, I'd say you would have to work out the best strategy with your bank, but if an email would work for you and you do that, and if you're not that sure on the computer, then you probably need to have somebody with you. If you were a smart phone person or had a, uh, you know, one of the, you know, connected with Ira, they would help you do that. Um, they're that second person that's there 24-7. But outside of that, then I would suggest finding somebody and getting it done would probably be your best solution. Sometimes you could turn on and off a two-factor authorization, but if you're if you're unsure if the bank only wants it that way, then you don't have a choice. Then you need to use the two-factor authorization, which really is a better layer of security for you. And some banks in will not let certain computers on. You have to establish or get the computer um, identified correctly, so the bank recognizes a computer that you're using. And you say, well, I'm using the same computer, but if your Windows is updated, like I know you went from Windows 7 to 10, that can completely change the whole landscape. 
as to what happens. And so it would chase even if I change browsers. If I haven't used that browser to log in before, it'll make me, it'll send me a text and carry on. Well, and, make me and, and you've got to do it. And it's important. But even well, the best thing I can do then is just contact the gal that I contact. Over right. Her, right. And have her help me with this. And go from there. Right. Thank you so much for your help with this. And I can still call the bank. Though, right. As account. long as you can call the bank. Now, some banks are starting to charge for that service. And thank goodness yours does not. Well, uh, hasn't. Right. And that's good. And as long as you can get through and you don't have to wait 15, 20 minutes or whatever the case may be. But if it works for you, that's fine. Some banks will even do it on an automated system where you can do it that way also and check your transactions and and do that um, via telephone. Thanks a lot for your help with that because I just was kind of wondering about this added layer security thing. It's it's for your own protection. Right. And I understand the protection thing, but... Yeah, there are certain things I don't think that all things read with the screen reader on this website. So I think I need to have a bit more help. Right. And, you know, a lot of it is how comfortable you are with the the screen reader. And maybe it doesn't. And, you know, we're not there. So it's hard to say. And I can't, you know. No, I understand that. But but, but at least there is hope and help for you. Yeah, and, and I can always use the phone, and these people have been great over there as far as helping me with my, with my well, balance. So. That, that's a good thing. And, Thanks a lot. All right. I even think Chase has some credit cards in Braille. I don't know that too much, but I've heard that myth. Is that a myth, Jennifer? I don't know. I heard it was something that they were going to offer. I know they offer Braille credit card statements. I'm telling actual, actual Braille credit cards. So that. Wow. That, it was something that they were looking into providing, and I don't know if they got it got it successfully done yet, but I know it was something they were working on because they were trying to find something that would hold the dots and not mess up the card. One of the things that Discover is doing is I haven't seen a machine, a place that takes it like that. But rather than swiping your card in with the chip, you wave your card in front of the machine and it and it and it debits your card or you know it makes your transaction go through. Have you seen that at all anywhere, Bill? Or Mike? I've heard that, and but you know what I what happens is a lot of times unless you're pretty good with mobility and know, or maybe it's in your uh, bank's lobby or you know they've got them. You know where you can get to them. Sometimes these, is like Mike said, these standalone bank machines are in remote areas where you don't know, and um, it can be rather challenging sometimes to, um, you know, find one of those. I know we were doing some business for the alumni, and we went. And this bank did not take cash. In other words, you couldn't get cash from this bank. They just did nothing but where you make deposits, but you couldn't take out cash. And it was a weird type of Chase Bank. So it wasn't my type of bank. Um, Jeff, you're the timekeeper. What time is it here? It is um, 9.58. The other thing, Jr., you did write me a text message about using Apple Pay. And I like using Apple Pay. I agree. I like it. It's really pretty secure. However, not every place takes it. So that's that, That's the I'm, other thing. And- I'm not. 
my bank wrote me and said I could use Apple Pay while I was waiting on my credit card. So we we will see about that. Tim, are you? Do you see any? Or I can go over and check to see if we've got anybody that's chimed in on the telephone. I'll go check here. Because we may have. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. We hear you quite well, Tim. Oh, okay, because I saw you had muted me, and I wasn't sure if you unmuted me. (laughs) Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, I will will go check. So, but anyway, it's it's one of those topics we've. We have visited here before about credit cards and credit cards and debit cards and threats, but we can't say it enough. Just be vigilant. You know, be proactive because it's your money. And I don't know about you, but I just get one shot at it, and if somebody takes it, then I'm in trouble. So it's very, very, very hard to do. And it's a major pain to go have to reset up all these credit. I was just teasing Jennifer because she just got her new card on Saturday and she had to set it up and this, that, and the other, and she was complaining because she had to do it. Well, I was teasing her about it, and then look what happens to me the next day. So sometimes it's just best to keep quiet. Can Ira read? I, 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 always, I have a question about Ira. You, you, and do you use Ira more than I do? Can it read or can the agent read the security code on the back of the card from your phone? If, as long yes, as they that? can. They yes, they can. can. Oh, that was, thank you for letting me know that, Dave and Chris. They can and, even uh, help you verify the number if, you, if for some reason you think that number's changed. Right. They no, can I know my, my scanner can read the, the credit card number on the scanner, but it, it can't read the security code right. on the back of the card. No, and Ira can do it. Um, for you, and they will do it. It's probably a good idea for you to take down the note, you know, when they they read you the information or whatever, but they most certainly can do it for you. So they can and will. So, and they are bonded. So that's, that's a big thing. And that um, is another plus for having IRA sometimes because I'm not sure... That you could. They just do so many good things. I, I used, and I never thought I would want somebody to have control of my computer, but I, they've helped me a few times with TeamViewer. Oh, with I, your QuickBook issues. Do on my computer. Right. I have that on my computer. That's a nice program to have. It really. We, we do have a call. Oh yeah. Yep. Here we go. Good morning, everybody on the Coffee Club. This is Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana. A little more volume, too. And I have a question pertaining to the topic of credit cards and fraud. Are home health workers bonded? Um, if a person has a home health care worker and they find out that this person is taking money from this person's bank account, is there any recourse for them to get that money back get from the home health care agency? Anyway, that's my question. Thank you very much. Have a great day. From what I've been told, Debbie, they should be bonded. I'm not sure that they are. You need to con- con- They would need to contact the agency that that runs that that that, that uses that home health worker. Is that agency is that agency bonded? And are the people who are providing the home health services bonded at that point? I I think you have to go on, on an individual basis. You have to answer that question. So that that's the only thing I could say at this point. And we have two hands raised, and I believe the 407 is got to be. 
It's got to be, be Shirley, Shirley out there. And I believe it's Shirley. So let me get to her, Bill. Okay. Go, go ahead, Shirley. Yes, this is Shirley. Just a very quick thing. Um, as far as Chase goes and the credit cards, unless things have changed in the last couple months, as of a couple months ago, what they were providing was a Braille sleeve that had your credit card number on it, and you could put the card in it. They did not have a way to do the actual credit card, but they would provide a sleeve with your credit card number, and then you could carry the credit card in it. Well, that that's a great, well, it's better than nothing, I suppose. Right. You know, yeah, I so I just it's... wanted to let you know that. Well, thank you, Shirley. That's Thanks, a good Shirley. You're very welcome, sir. Have a good day. You too. And we have, I know we got to get on to the next topic, Bill, but we do have, we have Bill with one more question. I'm okay. Sure I'll, I'll, I'll get them right now. You're right now. You're on, Bill. Yeah, real quick. With Debbie's answer to the thing with the home care stuff, if they know that someone has taken the person's money that they're supposed to be helping out, contact the police or the authorities because that is illegal and the person can be arrested and the home care business can be put out of business, but it happens too many times because that's happening here in Chicago. They have it all the time here on TV and that people being frauded, and they put a lot of those home care businesses out of, out of business. Just report it to the police department that they're being robbed. Well, there's no question of doubt about the police being involved. Now, whether you get your money back or not, that's another thing. But at least report it, because if they're doing it to that one person, they're probably doing it to a couple other people that might be taken care of. Well, well, and some home health agencies are lax on their background checks. Right, that's what I mean. That's that's what I'm saying. So So if if it's happening, report it to the police department right away. If you know what's going on, report it. Since, Debbie, you asked a legal question like that, I would call 1-800-INDIANA and... uh, or, or the attorney general's office, and specifically ask them about, you know, from a legal standpoint, how would you... Actually, Indiana, maybe the Indiana Department of Financial Institutions, man, go look up that phone number. Uh, you used to have those all memorized when I worked through the Better Business Bureau because that would be the way to know the best way to protect yourself because what should be and what is are could be two different things. What about... Yeah, you, uh, you, I've heard about file. you can still file with the local police department. And what about people's wallets, Mike? I bought a wallet. Oh, I got a wallet for the holidays, a new wallet. And it's supposed to have this RFID protection in the wallet itself. So people can't just go to your wallet and figure out a way to get your credit card information from the chip itself or whatever. Do you think there's any value in that? You know, I don't know. I, I hear both sides of that. Some say it works. Some say it doesn't matter. Some say, you know, I, I don't have a definitive answer to that. Because, you know, if that works, that helps. It keeps someone with one of those little skimmers from walking up within six feet of you, whatever it is, to, to get that information. But most are through a machine or just a couple of quick tips. I know because we're going to switch gears here. I would think twice about any auto pay. I know it's a kind of a nice convenience and some offer a financial incentive like my cell phone, $5 off to set up auto pay. But I would recommend avoiding those a lot of times because when things change, uh, you know, that, that is a, a vehicle for employees, former employees to leave a company and walk off with client information. So I would think twice about doing any kind of auto pay, especially things that, you know, where the bill could be different, uh, your cable, TV and, you know, whatever, or uh, your utility company, whatever. But I, I would think twice about auto pay. That's just a personal thing. But again, then think about something like that last pass. If you do a lot of online transactions and you find you're using the same eight characters for passwords all over the place, think about a tool. I mean, we could demo that. In, we could demo that, yeah. That do you have it, Mike? I uh, do. No, I haven't done it yet, but I, you know, I'm, I've got so many passwords, and the list keeps growing and growing and growing. I'm really 
think it's time to, to make that. I, I have this paranoia, too. Well, what if someone gets my one password and gets in there? You know, <laughs> it's all, no matter how you approach it, uh, there's always a risk. But most of the theft, like I said, is coming from people you know, people that have access to your life, people you trust, you thought you could trust to take you shopping, and all kinds of things that, uh, come into play. What you're really saying is you really can't win. <laughs> Well, like I said, just, you know, uh, check your bank accounts at least every 48 hours and, you know, set up that auto notification of any transaction of any amount. It's kind of annoying, but, hey, I mean, someone told me my bank takes about 10 minutes, but someone told me, like, Chase, you could hand your credit card across the counter. By the time they hand it back, your phone's going off. That's exactly right, Chase does. Yeah, that's what happens with me whenever I pay a bill with Discover, for example. I mean, I'm there and and I give the waitress my credit card. And I know immediately because once she's put that through, I get that text message immediately, and that's uh, that's really helpful to me. At least. And the so, fifth I mean, third account that I'm involved with, they're they're good about that too. Immediately, will do that. So that those are good things that you need to keep in mind. I guess we can put a wrap on the first hour. Yep. We can. It's and, eight minutes after the hour. So. And tell you you're listening to the Worldwide Legend. You uh, can go to our website. And download the podcast if you want to listen later. Um, you can do that. You can listen with all your listening devices at a later time, too, on the podcast. And we'll be talking about that later. But we're starting a new feature today. And this you may hear once or twice a month, depending upon the availability of content for Chris and Dave. But they're good enough on their own. We're going to start a new segment, and each one of the panel members may start out with with questions for them, unless you guys override that and call in or, you know, let us know. But this is going to be the Ask Chris and Dave segment. They're experienced with a lot of things with home hints around the home. They know just about any type of repair, any type of anything, cooking, whatever. This is your chance. If you ever want to ask an expert, and it's certainly not me, let's ask Chris and Dave. So you're ready to get on the hot seat, guys? We are. I wanted to say one thing about the mandolin from last week. If you go to Amazon, QVC no longer has them at the moment. If you go to Amazon and you put in the search field, Jeffrey Zakarian, or even just Zakarian and Jeffrey's G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, Z-A-K-A-R-I-A-N, mandolin, M-A-N-D-O-L-I-N. Look for something called the Vegetable Cutter Mandolin Slicer. If you click on that and you look in the description, it does. it is affiliated with him. So it, it is the same one. We will put a link in the notes. We've expanded our notes so that you can... We decided, hey, we're doing too much work here. So we need to preserve some of these links or information so that you guys can can get this either off of the website or off of the podcast notes. Actually, it was in the link was in last week's. So I can send it to you again if you'd like. Okay, so we'll talk about that after the show, and maybe we'll we'll make sure that we've got everything that you need. Um, I'm going to ask the first question only because I guess I can. Um, how, what kind of, I've got one of these fancy June ovens, but 
it sometimes smells like it's a little smoky or whatever. Any tips and what kind of things I can use to clean it out with? And this may apply to regular toaster ovens or any other type of oven. Is there something I can use for that? Yeah, they have some cleaners out there. Chris will have uh, maybe some information about them. One of them is Bartender's Friend. That's the one they recommend, a non-abrasive Bartender's Friend. And so you can use that to kind of clean clean the oven. and Right. The know. only thing that you don't do with the June oven is you do not wipe the elements. Did not wipe they will them. clean themselves, and they will smoke a little bit from time to time, but they will they will clean themselves. Okay. You also need a good um, lint-free microfiber cloth. They make some lint-free microfiber cloths that work well. And we've had some luck with, um, oh, what are those sponges? Mr. Clean Magic Erasers. What about those microfiber things they sell on QVC, Chris? Uh, I, do you use them? They, I know they, they advertise I, them. I do. There's two kinds. There's a fuzzy one, and then there's the, well, it's not totally smooth. It's textured, but it's not fuzzy. And that is the lint-free one that they recommend for glass, and that's the one I use. Those things work really well. Good stuff. Uh, Jenny, let's put you on the spot. Can you have a, do you have a question for Chris or Dave? I was wondering when you when you're cooking something, if you get too much of a particular spice, like if you get too much pepper or too much salt, is there anything that you can commonly use to like take some of it out of the food after it's already prepared? Well, Chris stepped away, but I know some of the experience that I've had is I will water it down just a little bit because you know it, it's really hard once it's in there. <laughs> It's really hard to get that stuff out, to get it weakened. My, my experience is it's gone. I've I've never been able successfully to, if I put too much salt, for example, like the salt shaker nope. spelt or whatever the case may I be. I don't. Pepper, sometimes you can put carrots or something in it and it'll help. But, yeah, something that maybe that has a little bit of uh, a juice to it, like maybe a touch of tomato juice or something. So um, th- that probably. Jeff, you got a question for Chris or Dave? Actually, yes, I do. And I was going to give you one yesterday about the Keurig, Dave, but I have one today because I just don't remember what it's called. I need a multi-outlet, not a power strip, but I need to plug this into my kitchen where my microwave and my where the coffee maker is. Unplug the coffee maker and plug this thing in so I have four four outlets in one. It's not a, I'm not looking for an extension cord or a power strip. You remember what that's called? I know QVC sells them. Uh, yeah, well, actually, GE has... Uh, okay, what's the thing? What's the name of that thing? Oh, it's GE adapter. And what you do is you you plug that into your receptacle, and then that gives you. Well, some of them have. I think the GE adapter has one, two, three, four. I think it has. Uh, yeah, two, four, six outlets on it. Yeah, I had one years ago and I lost it. I can't find it. So, is it called a GE power adapter? Is that what you would search for somehow? Where? Yeah, um, we got those from Amazon. Yeah, and QVC does have one still. I'll have to find out what it is. 
because I that really could be handy. I don't, I don't. I only have one wall right next to my stove. I have a U-shaped counter system, but the the one the, uh, the wall that's where my refrigerator is has no outlets on it. Only the one wall in my kitchen has has the, the two ground fault interrupt outlets, the GFI outlets. Uh, yeah, this has the one that I'm that that I had in mind. Uh, I've got these all over my house because uh, you never have enough places to plug things in. It's uh, you have. Two receptacles on each side of this. Two receptacles, yeah, two two on each side, and then two on the front of it. And all you do is you plug it into your receptacle, and then you can just plug everything else into it. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate that. And, Jenny, to answer your question, I had to run get the mail. Sorry about that. Um, they were at the door. But there's just there's really not a good way if it's really bad i just expand the recipe and go on you know once once you've reached that point i just don't know um it's just a shame because it's a waste of a lot of stuff (laughs) you know when you add what three pounds of ground beef in there and one two three four five or six um what what's that stuff? Rotel and Rotel and about two pounds of cheese. About all you cheese. could do is add some extra stuff, and that's enough dip for a whole lot of people anyway. Yeah, so really? I don't know. I mean that 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 would that would cause a problem. Um, Mike, do you have a question? I don't want to leave anybody out here. Yeah, I go on for Dave here. Uh, I had a scenario the other day. I was trying to disassemble. I had a bent bed frame, and so I grabbed the tools, such as they are, and grabbed my pliers and my Allen wrenches and uh, my pliers, all the good stuff that I had, but really didn't have the tools I needed to take disassemble this. So I'm curious, Dave, an economical, all-purpose tool set you can recommend. They do have, um, of course, I usually get a lot of my tools from Amazon, but they make some kits that have sockets. They have uh, kits that have wrenches. They have kits that have sockets and wrenches, and they may be, you know, a good set is going to cost you 60, 70, 80 bucks, but it's got pretty much everything you need. It has a ratchet in there, a couple of ratchets, and has some sockets. It's got uh, some wrenches, and they're all, you know, different sizes. And they'll have uh, SAE and also metric. Right, I was going to say metric as well, right, Dave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they usually, at least Dave's, have come in a case, which is nice. Yeah, the case has a can, a handle. Yeah, a candle, right. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> it has a, a handle on it so you can carry it around, and it has latches on it to lock it so your tool, tools don't fly all over the place. And if you spill it, well, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> really? one, uh, one thing I use that... I'd say comes in extremely handy is, is vice grips. Yeah. I always have, I, I keep two pairs of uh, vice grips. I have some pliers, uh, lots of screwdrivers, because there's all different sizes of stuff. Yeah. And then I just ran into something here a couple weeks ago that I needed a tool, well, a, um, a tool called a torque. And a torque is it looks the the tip of it looks like a Phillips screwdriver, but it's got all these different points on it that go around it. And because now a lot of new products now, especially if you want to rip those babies apart, <laughs> these torques to get in there to turn those screws because a regular Phillips or regular screwdriver, you can't take them out. 
but they're called torques, and they make a torque kit. So off I went to Amazon. Looking. And then there's also a um, a tap and die set. I don't know how many of you guys know what that is. Tim, I know you would. Mike, you might. Uh, a tap and die set is if you have something, let's say you need a a rod that you want to make a stand or whatever. And what you do is you, you, you get this tap and die set and it gives you the attachments that you put on to the tap and die ratchet and you can thread that rod so that you can put nuts on it or, you know, whatever you or, or you want to screw it into something. That's pretty amazing. I use that a lot. Now, aren't the torques... From the way I've seen some, you can tighten them down with a screwdriver, but you can't loosen them. Well, some of the later ones, yeah, you're right about that in a lot of cases. But some of the new stuff, uh, some of the new stuff, you, you'd be lucky if a screwdriver might get it tight. It might not get it tight enough because it might, it most likely is going to slip. Yeah. But the torques, they grab a hold of that screw, and then you can really put some a good twist on them, especially to break them loose to get them out. Uh, we have a hand raised from Bill in Chicago. Yeah, go ahead, get to, oh, Okay. Go ahead, Bill. You're on. Uh, yeah, well, Dave answered most everything. And I was going to tell you, uh, Jeff, you can go to any hardware and get those multiple outlets that you insert into your receptacle. If you don't want to take time to go through Amazon, have them mail you. Like you can go to almost any major hardware store. And, yes, those, those toolkits, uh, Mike, I've got one that has sockets, uh, Phillips screwdrivers, uh, wrenches, uh, Allen wrenches. And I got mine at, uh, well, the place here called Menard. I don't know if you got them at Evans or not. But it's a big hardware outlet up here called Menards. Or Ace Hardware should carry the same thing. And then also, Tim, those torque things, I have a set of those. Those come in handy for a lot of things. Yeah, they sure do. But, I, but I've never heard of that threading one. I just, I yeah, that, that's that a tap out. and die set. Right. Uh, look, I have a set. Let's say you have a, I don't know, did you ever have a bolt get stripped, you know, where you can't, it won't screw in tight because the threads are right, right, messed right. Oh, up. you can re-thread it? So you can actually, um, it's got all different, the tap and die set has all kinds of different sizes in there. You find one that fits that bolt mm -hmm. and put your ratchet on it and turn it and it puts new threads on there. Huh. Well, that's something new. I never saw that one. Okay. You gave me a new tip and I'll look at that. You know, I always say, <laughs> I, 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 always, once in a while, right. <laughs> I always say, Dave, when it down, higher out because I, I am, you know, there are some people who are mechanically inclined. I... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mechanically inclined. I, well, I will tell you that. To... And there's no harm in that, but I'm just yeah. not. So we do have a question from Scott Edwards out yeah, in Scott. Uh, Arizona. So would you like I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, get to Bring him. Scott in, and then we've got some more here. Okay, go ahead, Scott. All right. Uh, I've got a question out of curiosity. What recorder do you use to record the demos? I use um, <clears throat> LS14. That's an Olympus recorder. The Olympus what? What is it? LS14. I don't think they make it anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't, oh, really? I don't know. But the older ones? Actually, it's not that old, but they, they, they have some some newer models now. And they work uh -huh. pretty well. I 
and then we kind of made our own windscreen for it. No, no, that's not the one we made the windscreen for. We bought a windscreen for that one. They do have them. Well, is it my is my understanding that some of the uh, Olympus recorders uh, can be authorized to play MLS content? You don't. I don't think that. I don't think they will. No. Okay, because I thought knowledge years ago they did the recent. What's that, Tim? No, I was going to say they were. They were going to, and they never did. Oh, I know. All right, thanks a lot. They do play audible books. Oh, okay. You kind of figure that because that's NLS is pretty tight about that. They're yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Different devices. Yeah, they're 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 pretty. Now that may change one of these days, but I I've never seen that. And maybe one week we'll do a a list of all the. the devices that we can find that work with the NLS. We've got another question. I think the two two five, Jeff. Yeah, we have one more. We have, I believe, I believe it's Pierre two two five. It's yes, I, I believe Pierre. it's Pierre. It's a real two two five. Go ahead. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> but but um, my question is, uh, I've got one of those hard case two two sets, and uh, the. Uh, all these little uh, uh, things you put on you, the end of the screwdriver that are like star shaped, and uh, how do you determine? I mean, which which one to use? Well, it is a little hard. I'm, now, of course, I've I've used tools since I was like six years old, and I can sort of judge about which one's going to fit. But it is a little tricky, and. Um, some of the tools you can label, but a lot of these small tips and stuff like that you put on the end of a uh, a ratchet or whatever, they're so small that there's no way you could put a label on there. So you kind of have to try yeah, them until you get the one that fits. It's real hard. I got a couple of chairs. I've got a couple of chairs that that have those kind of. And uh, I, uh, I was trying to determine which one to use to tighten them up. But, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of down inside, and there's no way to actually, you know, some are star shapes, some are, all of of them are all different shapes. And so I don't know how to determine. On a a chair, it's mostly going to be Phillips. Not on this chair. It's got those, one of those weird, uh, uh, I I don't know if it's a star shape or or exactly what it is, but... uh, I would guess it would probably be an L on the screw. Yeah, n- yeah, yeah no, like my computer might... chair. My computer chair is, is had a, when I put it, when we put it together has Allen use an Allen wrench to put those in. Well, it could be Allen. It could be it could be Allen. It could be a Torque. It yeah. could be. I can't think of what the other one is. Can't I can't remember well, what the other the one ones is. like they use on uh, that have five like the ones they use for headlights on the car. Yeah. Yeah, I, can't, I should know that, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> but Dave will find out for you. Yeah, I will. Uh, okay. Dave will find out for the real 225 because the real 225 will not take second best. So we'll, we'll get it started. <laughs> and, and, and before you before you go, Chris, I, you, you did say you had something from Amazon that you wanted to pass out. I thought I heard you say that, but maybe maybe I'm, I missed that. So I already did that. Okay. He's already done that. We have... Uh, uh, Go ahead, Jeff. We have Ellen, Ellen out in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So let me let me get to her. Go ahead, Ellen. Yeah, um, I've got a cough carpet question. I've got some uh, spots on my carpet. What's a good spot cleaner that I can just put on there and then whatever? And, 
to okay, get rid that, of the carpet spot. I like this stuff from QVC called Rejuvenate. It's in a spray bottle. You usually get two of them. If you can't find that, there's a product called GP66 that's pretty good. Okay, because I do a lot of Walmart shopping. Could I find something like that out there? Mm, I do not know if they have those particular products. At one time, they did not. And but I, I know I clean do. up cat stains with Rejuvenate. What about well, okay, yeah. some, someone told me about 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 uh, club soda, like the carbonated water? Is that does that remove stains on carpets? Because someone said that to me once. I don't know if that's some true. stains. I think that's supposed to remove wine stains and things like that. Oh, okay. But go to You need some and pretty strong stuff. Yeah. 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 I'll go oh, to. No, thank you. Okay. I, I have a question for Chris. Oh, go ahead, Abby. Um, good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Um, my question for you, Chris, is we have an air fryer, and it has these, like, like a fan or something up in the top, and I've noticed when I've taken the whole thing apart, you know, and cleaned it, that it's very hard to get up in the top of that to get those, like, blades clean. Can you recommend how to clean those so that your air fryer is safe? Are you, oh, are, that's, that's, are you talking about up on, uh, uh, when you yeah, reach original, your hand in where the basket is, where the coils are? Yeah, it's way up in the top. Yeah. Those fan blades and the original QVC air fryer, the the first one. Right. Yeah. What I do, because I'm usually the one that will do that, um, here anyway, Um, and I have a, I take one of those claws that Chris was talking about a little bit earlier, and I will put some of that cleaner on there. You don't put, you don't really soak it, but you make it damp. And then um, that cleaner usually will normally will take all that grease and stuff off of there. You might have to do it a couple times to get it all off, but it will it will come it will come off. You can take a little bit of dish soap on a wet cloth and take your hand and rub it in good, just a couple drops, so that it's not soaked in dish soap. Or I use this stuff called Bio Cleaner that will take that off. Uh, thank you. Now, I want to mention, because Google said something about using Dawn for cleaning carpet, mixing Dawn with, oh, I can't remember. Hot water. I uh, can't say I've ever tried that. Yeah. The only thing you'd have to watch is the concentration, because you're not going to be able to get a good rinse. So, right. if you're going to do that, I would wet the cloth and just put a couple drops. And while the cloth is over my hand, I'd take my other hand and just rub it into the cloth real good, so you don't get a lot of suds. Right. right. Also, you might try something else that works for grease and oil on carpet amazingly enough is just a little tiny bit of shampoo that's a good idea and who said your grandmother's advice wasn't good right chris my grandmother used to tell me that stuff years ago yeah there we go here's Uh, one for you okay because this came up for discussion the other day because i used to i was allergic to my cat and i had to bathe the cat and i'd use like one drop of dawn so i'm curious if you had that scenario, someone said, look, we have one family member that's allergic to our cat. How can we remove the dander safely? And That would probably work pretty good for that, when you think, Chris. Yeah, or a drop of even regular shampoo, anything like that. I <laughs> Flash has been known to get washed in, well, his feet anyway, in antibacterial soap just because it was handy and I could run my hand under the pump. Well, my boss used to tell me to bathe a cat with vinegar. It makes her hair all shiny. And it's like, well, I don't want a salad. <laughs> really, I don't want a cat that smells like vinegar. 
Yeah. Cats what are about, hard what enough about to bathe. What Vinegar's what, good for lots of things, though. That's our true. Cleaning, our cleaning people clean the windows with vinegar. You could clean your coffee maker with vinegar and stuff I like use that. a lot of vinegar in the cleaning solution that I make for windows. Now, curing does make a solution for uh, instead of vinegar for that. I like that. I ha- it's a, it's a little expensive, but I like it. It works great, and you don't have to you don't have to soak. I mean, you don't have to uh, uh, leave that solution in as long as you would with vinegar, and it doesn't make a smell to the coffee as as much. It's a, it's you know that's not, right. hard to rinse out though. No, no. it's not. No, it's it's easy. It, it's a lot easier than vinegar. It really is. I I, I just run a few tanks of, of water through it to rinse it out. I yeah, I just use vinegar because I was afraid I'd poison somebody if I didn't get. And all rinsed out or oh no, you wouldn't. Just run to, just follow the directions. And if you need them, I have them. I can email them. Good stuff. Do we have any more raised hands? We have, yes, we do. We have Gail in uh, Sauk Rapids. So let me get to you, Gail. Go ahead, Gail. My grandma used to use for me when I was little for washing my hair. Um, she used to use a little bit of vinegar when she rinsed my hair. And she said it made it shiny and, you know, that kind of thing. I don't do it myself, but she used to do that. Well, you know, I used to, um, when when I had the opportunity sometimes as a cream rinse, if you want to make your, your hair shiny and lighten it a little bit, you use flat beer. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and one, Of course, one, when you get out in the sun, you'll smell like hops, but if you don't mind that. You... I, and you were talking about bartender's friend, Dave. The only bartender's friend I had was the guy that gave me the free drinks. But, so. <laughs> <laughs> I also have one more question. I was just wondering, how long has the coffee club been around, and, and, you, and you and Dave, how long? I'm just kind of on the curious side. Well, the coffee club has been around for quite a while. Bill and Jenny and Dave and myself and Tim. Well, I don't know if Tim was in the very first ones or not. He may have been. We It started out as a 30-minute show where we played a little music and talked a little and just kind of went on from there. Barry Hall was on for a while. It was. And it was actually started to give me something to do because I wasn't getting requests on my show. And we we had put the idea together many years ago, and we thought it, it might work, and we tried it out, and we experimented around with it, and it went from a half hour to an hour and then two hours, and it's been that way for several years. And now you have what you have. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the info. It, is, it all, right. all started we because have... I didn't know what to do. Um, I'm sorry, Gail. Thanks, Gail. Uh, do we have another? we have Bill, Mr. Bill out there, and I'm Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill, Saturday Night Live, Mr. Bill in Chicago. <laughs> oh, humor, Jeff, humor. Uh, Ellen, you can find at Walmart because I found it before. They do have their, they did have to rejuvenate there. It's still there, and also they also sell. If you don't want to mess around with a lot of liquid, they have some aerosol cans that puts a foam down. You leave it set for a few seconds, and then wipe it up with um, a damp cloth, which I've used that before myself. And also, uh, Gail mentioned the hair thing. My my aunt and my mothers and all that used to rinse their hair in vinegar because it made it shine and give it a little luster to it. That was all. But I was going to tell Ellen, you can get the rejuvenate at Walmart. They had the last time I looked. And they also have other carpet cleaners bothering that, That's That's good to know. Um, the other thing is, if it's an old stain, you may have to do it more than once. Well, yeah, right. You may have to do it a couple times. But in other words, it's... it's and some of those, some of those errors, the rejuvenator is really safe because you don't have to worry about it 
uh, removing the color from your carpet or anything. And that's one thing you got to watch is um, the color. You don't hit it in the spot, and you have a spot in the middle of your rug that's got a, a lighter yeah, that's spot one, than the rest of the carpet. That's one thing we're pretty careful about because, well, we also have a rug scrubber, and you don't want to just get some cheap stuff to put in that thing if you can help it because you want something. Oh, yeah, right. We always buy the Hoover solution because we know it works. And, and it's safe. Yeah. And it smells good. Right. You don't want to do what I did and pick up a bottle of Dawn that you think has a dish soap in it and, and put it, it on your carpet and, and try to get bleach. up that thing and find out it had bleach in it. What about oh. Nature's Miracle? Are you familiar with that with that, with that product, Kristen? Have you ever used it? Um, what was the name of it? Nature's Miracle. It's used for if, if, if your pet soils mm. your carpet, you can use Nature's Miracle. I think it's for like when they urinate on the carpeting I, and stuff like that. I've seen that. I've seen lots of Nature's Miracle products, but no, I have not used that one. Okay. Well, that's so, just curious. Since we're playing 20 questions here, I guess my next question is, I want to stir fry some vegetables in the skillet. Is it best to put my oil in and let it heat up first and then put my vegetables in, or does it really matter? It's better to heat the skillet and the oil first because what happens, if you put some cold vegetables in oil or meat in oil or battered breaded meat in oil or anything like that, Anything you put in cool oil tends to want to soak that oil up, so it's always better to heat your oil. Somebody wants to say something here. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, no. Sorry. Michael, maybe. Was it you, Michael? Uh, No, I was just Uh, thinking, stay away from that Febreze. But no, I, uh, I had no question yet. So that's a good thing. Pam, uh, Francis sent in a couple emails. One, um, she mentioned a home out there on the agency when her parents were alive and they had to pay the money back. Unfortunately, a lot of places are unlicensed and they're not. And you you could be in for trouble. But but the people that are bonded, that's probably some prep you should do before you're involved with one of these agencies. The second thing she mentioned, and Dave will agree with this, the importance of having one of those UPS backups on your computer. And they come in all sizes and flavors, and you might want to speak to that, Dave. Yeah, they do. They they make all different kinds of APSs. What they are is, let's just call them battery backups. Yes, that's a better or way to you put like it. your computer, or because a lot of people don't know what, I don't know why they call them UPS, but they do. <laughs> but uh, you can plug it, and, and a lot of these power supplies, you know, these backups, they have maybe four or six um, receptacles on them, and you plug them into the wall, turn them on, and when your electricity goes off, your stuff will run. Well, you don't want to plug a, a microwave into it because that's probably not going to work too well. Um, that takes a lot of power. But for computer stuff, iDevices, different things like that, it works great. Your um, TV. Television. Yeah. Great stuff. Tim, you might want to check the uh, the inbox, and you might want to scream this one. It's from a 323, if you can. And the other thing I was going to say, Dave, is you did a demo on that uh, mm-hmm. 
a few years ago on for the coffee club about your UPS, and then the, the quiet now. Mine was so noisy, it made a lot of noise. You could hear it in the background whenever I would ever run. Yeah, these don't. They don't. They don't. See, those other ones had, um, I think they called them dynamovers inside of them. And, uh, you know, they buzzed, and they were pretty loud. The, the new ones, uh, they're using what's called square wave rectifiers inside. And then... So that, can you replace the batteries in those when they go bad, or do you have to just buy a new supply? No, you can. You can replace the batteries. Sorry, Bill, I don't see it. It's I, I the, didn't get it for some reason. I'll send it to... I, I, it may not even be for our show. I'm not certain here, but we'll we'll check that out. If you don't see it, then then it's probably for. Dave, I have a quick question for you, and it, it really is a generalized question for people who have Keurigs. Are there things that people do with Keurigs that they shouldn't do that you that you've heard of, or or what's because everyone everyone that I know that has a Keurig, they seem to only last about three years, and something goes bad. Probably the pump is is the what goes bad at some point. Is there any way to extend the life of these things, or is it just planned obsolescence? Well, the biggest thing is, and we have talked about this on uh, the coffee club before. There's a lot of tricks you can do um, to help extend the life. For one is when you open the, um, when you raise the handle, you know, to put your K-cup in. And up above, if you reach your fingers in there, you see this little nozzle-like thing that sticks down. And it has three slots, one on each side and then one down at the bottom. And if you have a paper clip available, you take the paper clip and bend it out so it's straight. And then on one end, maybe just bend it so you've got a little handle or something to get a hold of. And you you take the paper clip and you put it into um, each one of those slots. Now, you don't force it in there, but you put it in, and it'll go in. If you push it in gently, it'll go in, and it'll stop. And then you take the paper clip and sort of move it in and out, in and out, in and out. And you do that with all those slots. You'd be surprised what comes out of there. You know, the, you don't even realize it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> and that works um, pretty well. Um, <clears throat> and then the other thing is that where your tank goes on to the Keurig, you lift the tank off. And the first thing you do is in the bottom of the tank, there is... It's a little tricky to get your hand in there, but you can reach, if you can get your hand in there, there's a, a screen in the bottom of that tank. And sometimes that screen will plug up from hard water or whatever. And you can sort of scrape that off and make sure that it's clean. The other thing is when you put your K-cups in, open your um, K-cup where you, where you put them with the handle up in the air. Put your K-cup in and put your index fingers on either side and your thumbs on the bottom of the k-cup holder push your k-cup down on that bottom needle or nozzle or whatever and then put your handle down yeah because sometimes when if you just put it in and you don't push the k-cup cup down uh sometimes the neat the needle in the bottom that punches the hole in the bottom of the K-cup won't punch that hole, and then the coffee doesn't want to come out. But even if it does, it can blow um, coffee grounds up into one of those needles, too, because, you know, they're a little, you notice how some of them are a little puffy on top, the K-cups. 
No, I know they have a descaling solution for the Keurig tank. Don't they have little, little K-cups that also work to clean the needles as well? I, I thought I saw that on the Keurig website. Have you seen that at all? They have some of those for the 2.0 uh, units. Um, I don't think, because I, I have one of those that works for the 2.0, for the, uh, like the one with the touch screen. Right. Uh, but it won't work in the... Uh, in the coffee, in the in the Keurigs that we have. The other thing is, my sister has a friend of hers who insists on only using distilled water with the Keurig. Um, I don't know that that's really necessary. What do you, What is your view on that, Dave? Uh, try that again, Jeff. Distilled water. In other words, you, she won't she won't pour tap water in it. She'll actually buy distilled water from. Uh, well, that, I guess to each his own. Now, now here we have really soft water here. So we don't, you know, we don't have to worry about that. Our our water here is excellent. But your mom used to put distilled water in hers because their water was terrible. Yeah, they had a well, and if you have a well, they can be really hard on Keurigs. Yeah, the water here is bad. I would, that was going to be my next thing. I think the quality of your water, if you have really hard water, you're going to shorten the life of it. I actually own something called Aquasana. The standalone filter does about two quarts of water at one time, and it's about 300 gallons on a filter. And I highly recommend it. If your water, if you smell chlorine, if you smell your water coming out of the tap, it's time to filter it somehow. We had, uh, we have really hard water here where I live. And um, when we bought the house, they had let, well, there was a, a leaky faucet with a, well, bad washer anyway, and it was dripping in the same spot in the sink for, I don't know how long the house sat vacant, but probably a couple months, and uh, we could never get that out of the sink, that spot. Well, yeah, that, that such stuff, it stains really bad, and yeah. if you're going to get, if you can get it out at all, you really have to scrub on it, and nine times out of ten, you won't get it out. Yeah, we never did. My grandparents never got theirs out. They finally just replaced the bathtub. <laughs> we replaced the sink, so <laughs> same thing. Um, Bill, that call was was the one we had from Debbie about health care or health. Uh, oh, I had one from a 323 hmm. that I just oh, sent that, you. Okay, I'll check that again because uh, that three, just, two, that's three. the one that I thought you sent me. But, okay, no, I sent I'll you a 323 one. Well, Chris and I have some information somebody might want to be interested in. Uh, we had some excitement yesterday because we you hear us talk about the Traeger grill. And uh, we were able to use the Traeger Wi-Fi grill, um, but it was very hard to do because in some of the places in the app, you had to turn off voiceover and then tap it and then turn voiceover back on and hope you hit the right spot. But anyway... They made a change over the weekend, and they transferred their cloud service over to Amazon cloud service, which made the Echo devices work perfectly with that grill. You can set your temperature. You can change it. You can set the thermometer temperature if you want to use the probe. You can set timers. The only, the only You can shut the grill down. The only thing you cannot do is you cannot tell her to turn the grill on unless you go press the ignite button first and that's just a safety feature so they will not talk to each other if nobody's there to press the ignite button they, they did that so that if you were out somewhere 
um, you can check your temperatures and stuff like that if you can connect to Wi-Fi any place. But they don't want somebody to hack into that and be able to tell the grill to start because, you Blame know, them. they're outside grills. So does this make this uh, Traeger a whole lot more accessible now? Oh, yeah. It yeah. really helps. And, and we, like I said, like he said, we could do it, but we didn't really feel good about doing a demo and saying it was accessible. It was kind of, but not really. So that's what we were waiting on. So we'll be doing a demo on that before too much longer, if we can find a good day to grill. Right. Well, we have to wait a few months, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. We grilled Monday, or no, yesterday, but we wanted to make sure it was going to work right before we did the demo. We also um, uh, will be sharing some more information, and and this is important for people especially that are going to buy the new Amazon Basics or the new microwave with the air fryer and the whole thing. One of the things that they offer now as a new part of their service is a, what do they call those things, Chris? Um, the overlays? The overlay. And I think it might be free or 99 cents or something very ridiculous, but you can actually put a Braille overlay over this oven, which may make that very, you know, because some people just don't want to use uh, the dot all the time, and this may be of uh, some use to them. And they've also started a new service. With that, you can check a box when you buy this, and they'll put your settings in there automatically for you, which makes it kind of nice so that you don't have to go hunting around and try to put this in the app and that. I guess it's on some of the new Amazon uh, devices you're buying. You can check a box, and if you've had that stuff stored with Amazon, they can do that for you and that that makes a difference but we will be doing a demo of the um of the amazon basics of this new uh, microwave we're gonna take some of the mists away and talk about that so yeah that is nice because it you can you can actually save your password to amazon so that you know when you put in a new device, it makes it a lot easier to, to connect. Right, and now it makes a device 100% accessible for you to just take it in and plug it in and get ready to rock and roll. So, By the way, when you buy this new smart oven, uh, they give you it's uh, for, they give you an Echo Dot, so and that and that's already pre-registered for your for your Amazon system for your home, whatever you have it set to, whatever Amazon sees as your, as your Wi-Fi network right. and stuff. So you don't have to do, worry about doing that if you. And you have that's, to specify that. Yeah, yeah, you, you have, have to, to, you have to check that as a check. It's checked by default, Mike. When I saw it, so so it, it, it it's a good idea. You know, I used to for. There would be problems, and I know I did these for some various people, and they couldn't do that on the internet themselves, and it's very hard to do that third party. Bill, you uh, got a new roaster, didn't you? Yes, I did. I actually did. I got a well, it's called a turkey roaster or a roaster. It's a roaster by Oster, I guess, and it's <laughs> it uh, is about a. You can do a 26-pound turkey in it. It's a 22-quart, very simple. Even, you know, when I can use it, it's simple. You, basically, it has a, um, 
knob on it, and you can just turn it, and you can put it, uh, you can, you know, put it on preheat, um, or you can mark it. You will have to mark it. You can mark it with some dots. And we cooked a turkey on 325 for a little over two hours, a 14-pound turkey. The turkey was crunchy, you know, the skin part, and it you could cut it with a fork. I mean, when I can do a turkey like that, that's scary. But you can cook a prime rib in it and other things, so... And Bill, that message was from Eric in Los Angeles for All Things Radio. Okay, Jeff. Oh, that's Jeff Bailey Wick. So yeah, I'll have to send that to me, uh, Bill. So. I've, I've already done it, Jeff. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. We we may have another message that just came in. Um, I'm not even sure what time it is. We've been having so much fun. Ten fifty six. So, anything... and I know Bill, you have another question. I'm sure. I I just yeah, saw. Right, but... I, Oh, I know something. Does anybody on the panel or anybody know about, what is it called, Golden Age News Radio? Golden Age News Network. It was very big on Live 365, and all it did was old-time radio news events. Not in any music, but just news. And I just searched Live 365 because they do have a fairly good search engine, and I couldn't find it there. So if they've moved somewhere, please let us know about it. Jim in New Orleans, Louisiana would like to know about that, so we can put that on, on the coffee club. He asked about that particular service. So the and one other quick comment. note, uh, when Dave was talking about uh, search protectors or you know APCs, UPS, whatever you want to call the devices, uh, if you have problems with your Internet going up and down a lot, by plugging your cable modem and your router into those devices, it helps a lot because the voltage will drop and you'll lose your internet and you blame your provider. And sometimes that simple fix will make your cable much, and internet much more reliable. Yeah, we I have those on all of my computers here now. And, and, uh, and the routers and modems and... So it, Jared, Jared sent me a text message quickly, Dave. Are you a ham operator? Because you want to know if you were an amateur radio operator. I, I didn't think you were, but are you? Yeah, actually, well, not currently. I mean, I have a ham license, WBJ, WB3JGR. Ah, very WB3 good. WB3JGR. Now, with and that we, tip and die set, you could make antennas, could you not? I mean... What's that? I said with that tip and die set, you could make antennas, right? You could. Oh, you, you could do just about anything you want with those things. You thread things together, and and Chris has a recipe. Well, let's let her, let her do her thing. He turned the mic off on me. <laughs> Sorry about that. He's, he's... Um, <laughs> this is a recipe for cr- uh, slow cooker chicken. One package of French onion soup mix, two cans of cream of chicken soup, or you can use any kind of cream soup you want, one cup of chicken broth or milk or water, Six to eight pieces of skinless, boneless chicken. And I would have to throw some pepper in there, but anyway, it doesn't call for that. Spray the slow cooker, mix your broth and your soup mix and your cream soups, whatever you want to use, in a bowl. Put your chicken pieces in the crock pot. Pour your soup mixture over. Cook on low for six to eight hours. It says if you're using beef-flavored onion soup mix, I didn't even know they made such, you might want to use beef broth instead of chicken broth. And when you you serve it over 
noodles or whatever if you want to. And they say if you want to use rice, use the long grain cooking, cook long grain and wild rice, not the minute rice. And you add the rice into the slow cooker for the last hour, and that will get the rice done, and it will soak up all most of your liquid as well, and you can have chicken and rice. Huh. Got him. I'm hungry. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. It does. Uh, it does. It does. It does. It's 11 stuff. o'clock. We have one more. Uh, Bill has his hand raised. Do you okay. want to get to his question before we have to go here, Bill? What, what we yeah. Like to yeah. What? Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I was just going to make one comment about Bill's uh, new... Uh, oven. It works perfect. I've had one for about eight years, the same one, and I've done many a turkeys. I've even done whole roast or ham or anything in them. They're great. You just set it and forget it. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Hey, guys. I've had had it for about eight years. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Um, This will be uh, posted up to the, what is it called? The the uh, Fillmore Network, where you can call them at 773-572-3006, and you will be able to press option number seven, and you will be, you can, uh, if you're friends, you have somebody who cannot use an iPhone, this will work perfectly for them. They can listen to the podcast, and we'll put together some notes and you guys will have all of this up. And you can go to legendoldies.com and get all the particulars. Thank you, everyone on the panel. Chris and Dave, thanks for letting us put you on the hot spot. That was fun. Thank you. You're really, really good at it. Jenny, Mike, Tim, everyone. Jeff, even Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Talk Bye-bye. to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.